On this edition of the Abrams Boxing Show, I speak with WBO Junior Lightweight Champion Jamel Herring. Herring talks about his July 14th title offense against Jonathan Okendo, his recent battle with COVID-19, and the state of the 130-pound division. So sit back, relax, and listen to my chat with one of the classiest boxers out there, Jamel Herring. We are live with uh, the WBO Junior lightweight champion of the world, Jamel Herring, on this Tuesday night, takes on Jonathan Okendo. Uh, it's being billed as the, uh, and actually is, the first major world title fight in the United States since uh, this pandemic happened. Jamel, what's happening? Oh, everything's great. Everything's good. I'm just happy just to be getting back in the ring. So. Uh, obviously, uh, I want we'll, I want to take a couple steps back. Uh, you know, for the three months, everything was shut down. What were you able to do in terms of staying in shape and everything? Um, you know, for the most part, as a, you know, me being a, a Marine, I was obviously doing a lot of um, cardio and road work, you know, because so I, I, I love running. So when I, when I was at home, for the most part, I was just doing a lot of stuff with, with the family in terms of, um, you know, getting, you know, having my wife help me. Uh, she's getting in shape as well. And then I would go out for my my road workout because you know you guys know I always maintain a certain weight even in between fights no matter what because that's what, that's what is expected of a world champion so I just did a lot of cardio workouts. So so you were in relatively good shape uh, I guess and then you start training camp and then you get the unfortunate news of the positive <laughs> test. Um, I want to ask you a couple questions. Were you, did you have any symptoms or anything? Did you think you were sick at all? Um, you know what? I, I realized I had the symptoms after the fact when um, I started getting the body aches and things of that nature, and then I started feeling the fatigue factor. But at this time, I thought I was just um, going through a normal training camp. You know, and it was towards the end of camp, pretty much. I was just, I, I was just sitting in my spawn partner's home, so I thought I was just having like the aches and pains from my body from mm-hmm. strength and conditioning workouts, and I thought I was feeling fatigue from just you know exerting my my body. But then. It wasn't until I had got the fever, and even then, I, I wasn't feeling like I was like, got, like overheating. Um, my my nutritionist told me just to go see the doctor the following morning, which was a Saturday, and then Sunday, and then Sunday morning, I got a call from the doctor saying that I, I tested positive for COVID nineteen. So when when you hear that, I mean, are you scared? Or are you shocked? Or I mean, what mean what what goes on when when you when they tell you that? You know, obviously you've been hearing everything in the news and what people are going through and whatnot. I mean, when you when they tell you that, what goes through your mind? I was actually more shocked because, like I said, I, I wasn't feeling. Like I was going through anything crazy. I thought I was just, I thought I was, you know, mentally, I thought I was just going through a regular normal training camp. And, you know, I was just feeling the effects from those last couple of weeks of camp and before, before I headed out to Vegas for the fight. But like I said, um, you know, I was, like I said, I was, like, I was shocked. And I just, I just had to um, inform ESPN and top rank about my situation and, and go from there. Um. So, so uh, obviously, I mean, do they do they know how many days in you were? So I know, I guess, the fourteen days kind of like that magic number. Do you right. do you know how many days in you were? Oh no, honestly, I don't. To be honest, I just know. Um, I probably be, be, like they always basically try to um, test, um, start the count from the time you 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 say you started feeling symptoms, and it probably would have been. You know, before I even took the test, because like, like I mentioned earlier, I was, I was feeling the, the aches and pains 
And then it wasn't until um and, and and the fatigue factor long before I said long before you know not even long but but a couple of few days before I took the test you know so they always say go over that you know when you started really feeling the symptoms and it wasn't until down Friday night or so of that week when I started when I came down with the fever instead of having the chills. Um, now last couple questions about this and we'll turn our attention to Jonathan Akendo in this Tuesday night. You're in the gym with, you know, uh, obviously you have sparring partners, you have trainers, right. uh, you're, you're in a, you know, well-known camp out there in Omaha with Terrence and everybody. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, did, did, did you fear that maybe that whoever gave it to you would have given it to someone else or you would have given it to someone else? What was the talk around the camp oh, yeah, after definitely, that? Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I know um, two two fighters before, had, had, you know, had, had gotten it. Okay. So we, we, isolated long before then, but like I said, sometimes you don't feel the symptoms and you may be carrying it and you easily spread it to others. So what we did after the, after I had found out I got it, you know, um, the, the whole the whole gym, including Terrence, they all went to go get tested and luckily for the most part they came back they came back negative of course. And um, we, we sprayed down the gym. We we had the gym clean because you know the, we all know that you can leave the virus around, around just touching certain things. So um, yeah, we definitely took the right precaution and went, you know, did the right procedure to make sure that it wouldn't spread mm-hmm. any further than just the gym, and that's what we did. Got a question here from Steve Casper. He asked, uh, "Do you think any of the, the effects of the virus uh, will will uh, enter in uh, any lingering effects that will permit uh, you know uh, pertaining to your body?" Um, no, because if that was the case, to be honest, I would have pushed probably put the fight back a little further. If, that, if, if I was going through it, luckily, from um in my situation, I wasn't really going through the critical respiratory um effects. You know, some people get bronchitis and pneumonia. You know, me, I didn't really feel that. I got the I yeah I, um towards the end of it, I did get the, the um the, the cough, but I was still you know by myself when I was by myself um secluded from everyone. I was just um running you know to keep my lungs open because of um, conditioning and and, and any boxing event is a, is a, is a big, is a big, is a big plus. So I don't, I don't believe if, um, you know, the effects will, you know, pop up in the fight. At least I hope not. But if I, if that was the case, you know, we would have just, we would have just postponed the fight a little bit further back. All right, let's get down to business here. Tuesday night, Jonathan Akendo making a defense of your WBO junior lightweight championship. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Akendo? He's a veteran 31 and six, I believe. Um, yeah, I definitely respect him because if you look at his resume, despite um, the, the, the defeats, he has been in there with a lot of um, world champions and top contenders. So he does have the experience factor, of course. Um, I know he makes for, he always looks for exciting fights, especially when he brings his A game. And, you know, I never looked, uh, as we all witnessed during these past um, top-ranked fights on ESPN, there's been a lot of upsets. So you mm-hmm. can't overlook, you can't overlook anybody. And that, that's another thing. If, if I was to go back to the, the last question, if I was feeling like the, the virus would have any effect, you know, I probably I could have you know had the opportunity to maybe change this fight from a 12-round fight to a, a 10-round non-title fight. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do that because I feel that as a world champion, I have an obligation, and I made a promise and a commitment to, to own to defend my title. So that's why I didn't want to you know I didn't want to postpone the fight any longer any, any further. I didn't want to change the fight from a from a nine, from a twelve round championship title fight to a non title fight, and uh, you know I just wanted to continue just to con- conduct myself as a champion and 
you know, and, and give Jonathan O'Kendall also the respect for being patient because he could have easily just walked away from the fight when it got postponed as well. And, you know, like I said, I, I give him a, love, a lot of credit for that. But like I said, he's, he's a great, he's a good fighter. Um, he, he, he's a tough, he's a tough guy. And I know, he's, I know, you know, this could be his last opportunity for a world title. So you could be probably going to can expect the best Jonathan O'Kendall. I, I'm just trying to think, uh, uh, Bomack, he hasn't had any fighters yet. He hasn't had, had to go in the bubble to give you maybe some advice of how this whole thing works. Right. I don't know, but I, you know, but, I, but I'm very close with um, Shakur Stevens. Okay, yeah. So, so I've, I've had, you know, I've had some, you know, intel in terms of how, how the bubble works and things of that nature. And as you've seen over time, they, they have kind of, been more lean with certain things. They've been changing. They've been changing the the, the rules. Because remember, it was at one point in time when just if one if one team member was infected with the virus, the whole entire fight was just thrown off. But now, they're you know if you get infected, they just remove you from the corner or whatever or the team. And but they still they'll still allow the fighter to still go on and on fight the, the following night or so. Do you expect that Jonathan Kennedy be your toughest opponent? Steve Casper ask again. Um, no, I mean, to be honest with you, um, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously looking for the, you know, look, definitely looking for maybe the best of Kendo. But if I, if I would say the toughest opponent to date, in my opinion, even though I haven't gotten a name with Kendo yet, I think no one has pushed me in, um, any tougher than the fight with Dennis Shabakov back in 2016. Um, and, that's, and that's what makes me mentally strong today because I, I've been through, you know, that, that was part of my career, picking up experience. And I, and I knew from, you know, Shabakov having done that time, having more experience than me. It was just, you know, you, I took it more as a learning lesson. And I believe since then, if you really look at it, he's probably been the, the toughest fighter that I, I've come across till this day. Even the, um, the Ido, Ido, Ido was very, he was tough as well. But I don't think that um, he, was, he was as tough and hard as, as Dennis Shabakov, which is who another, who another fighter who just kept coming and coming and coming. Every minute, every every round. I, I hate asking questions like this because I know you're not looking past Jonathan Akendo, but the 130 pound division, especially on the top rank end of things, is really heating up. You said uh, right. your good buddy Shakur is moving up to 130. You got Bert Shelton, Valdez. You got some other guys coming up. Uh, some other undefeated fighters, Eric DeLeon, I know is uh, one of those fighters, and you know some other guys, especially on the the top rank side of things. Yeah. You're you're human. You see what's going on around you with yeah. the the other guys on there. Uh, you see yourself in one of these big fights with a, with a, with a good performance on Tuesday night. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Because remember, remember before the pandemic strike um, strike us all, I was already um, fixing the, Fram- the, the face against Carl Frampton, and I was even willing to go to, to Belfast to make that fight. So hopefully after this fight, and this is why this is another reason why I'm not looking over O'Kenan because mm. you know guys like that can can ruin your plans for for the bigger the bigger events on the road. So you gotta. I, I, this is a message to every fighter out there. You got to take every fight as if, if it's your toughest fight. You know, you, you have to go in there thinking that way. You know, regardless of how the outcome happens, you just have to go in there thinking that this is going to be a toughest fight. But, um, you know, Carl Frampton is, is, still, is still the man on, on the list of things. And, of course, you, you want to also face off against other world champions because we live in an era where there are so many world titles out there that it's really hard to define who is, the, you know, the man at that division. So, me as a fighter, I would love to eventually unify before I, I think about moving them back up to lightweight. 
Yeah, but I mean, I would say you being a legitimate where you're definitely in the discussion, though, to, 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 yeah. to, 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 be, to be the man. A uh, um, couple last questions. Uh, um, uh, you mentioned Frampton. I saw a, a quote from your promoter, Bob Arum, that he's going to maybe uh, have a fight sometime in Belfast, uh, maybe in August. Is, so you, you guys win, and hopefully everything uh, uh, pans out and clears up a little bit. That, that's, that would be the, the, the fight, hopefully, afterwards. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, I, I'm looking at—I was just looking at your hat, and it reminded me that um, That's, you know, I, I, as a fighter, like you pointed out, I see and hear everything. And we know um, my promoter Bob Arum has stated that he's reserved December 19th in Las Vegas at the new Raider Stadium okay. for the Fury Wilder three um, third the third fight. And you know, if if, if all goes well for both uh, Frampton and I in this summer. I would love to see if um, Frantic can also, you know, him and I can also get on that card maybe as a co-feature for that fight because, you know, he, him and Fury are with MTK Global. Um, we're, or under, we're, both, we're all on the top rank as it is. So that would definitely be a, a good fight to help push that card as well. And that's something I would like, I would like looking in, like would love to look into. And you gave me another great interview that week of the Fury Wilder <laughs> fight. So, um, the last two questions I ask everyone: uh, What do you want to say to the fans in closing before we see you on Tuesday night? Um, for the most part, I just want to say thank you all for you know just for the most part just checking up on me when when I have the break down the news that I have I caught the um, COVID nineteen virus. So that, that that means a lot. A lot of people were really really you know, showing um, genuine love and support. So thank you all, and like I said, just tune in. July 14th on ESPN. And if any of you guys have any questions, you can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, at Jamel Henry. And like I said, I greatly appreciate you all. That's always my last question. Where do we find you on social media? So (laughs) there's no no, no need to answer. Jamel, you're one of the classiest guys, one of the classiest world champions out there. We thank you for a few minutes So your time. And we wish you best of luck on Tuesday night. We'll all be watching. Thank you, Mark. You take care. You too. Thank you.